Welcome to season three of This Is Me. My name is Katie Matten and in the previous two seasons, Siobhan met everyday Australians and they shared with us their life-changing moments. In this new season of This Is Me, we have 10 inspiring stories that will hopefully let you walk a mile in someone else's shoes. If you have a story you'd like to share, you can DM us at This Is Me Podcast on Instagram. Hi, my name's Asha. And I'm Christian. Um, We're here today to talk about our sister, Sammy, who passed away after a tough battle with cancer. There's some stains on your photo They all cracks on your rusty frame Now, Asha and Christian, thank you so much for coming on. We have had your mum and dad both on talking about Sammy's story. Yeah. And they very bravely shared their story. Sammy is the middle child. So, Christian, you're the younger brother. Yep. And Asha, you're her older sister. Yes. Tell me about your relationship with Sammy growing up. We were besties. We are besties. Mum really treated Sam and I like twins. I remember we would often get asked if we were twins because she would often dress us in the same clothes. And yeah, we would play together. We were best friends. So yeah, growing up, we would be by each other's side all day, every day. And you grew up in Brisbane? Yes. Yeah. So you went to school together? Yep. How much younger than Sammy are you, Christian? They're two years and Asha's four years, so there was two years in between all of us. And yeah, like Asha, we were all very close when we were little and that even, you know, probably I think got tighter, especially for myself and the girls, you know, when we were older. I remember she would always be afraid of sleeping. I'd go to bed in my room singly and I'd always wake up with her on top of me. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, she was awesome. Oh. Your dad, Nick, told me that you guys had like a secret language. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how it started, but... It, it was a secret voice more so than a language, wasn't it? Yeah, like it, was, it, was a, it, was, it was a voice. It was a really high-pitched voice where we'd just go back and forth in a conversation and it would, it would re- the conversation would really go... No- like I'd call mum, she'd intercept the phone and we'd talk in this you know, really high-pitched voice. A phone call could go for five minutes... <laughs> And I'd never get to speak to mum. She called me tiny because she always thought my head was not proportional to my body. And um, I needed to come up with a nickname for her. So I think I was just driving through Petrie, the suburb. And I was like, okay, well, this is going to be Sam's nickname. Just for the stupid reason that it was. And uh, So that stuck and she was Petrie and I was tiny. And yeah, we did. We spoke in this voice and got a bit of a kick out of it. It was funny. So just normal siblings having a laugh, yeah. driving right. the parents crazy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we were always, you know, up at the Sunshine Coast with yeah. our cousins. Yeah. Um, we went to Perth every second year for Christmas. So again, lots of memories with, you know, friends and family over there. What about when Sam got boyfriends? Did you approve? Yeah. Mostly. Yeah, most of them. Yeah. yeah. There was probably one that I disliked. I won't out him on the show, but... <laughs> Yeah, look, it's like I said, we're all a bit of a package. Like, you know, if you're going to be with brother or sister, you know, you're with us as well. So we're really close. That's the thing I've really loved about when we've gotten older. Like for any of their celebrations, I've always been invited. And, you know, all our friends are each other's friends. Yeah. And it's really cool. Obviously, 
we know from hearing your mum and dad talking on the podcast that Sammy met Al, yep. Alex. Yes. yes. Yep. And just before they married, she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Yeah. Tell me about how you heard about that. Were you there or? Um, so I was working at a job in the city and I was on reception and Sam called my mobile and said, Asha, I've just come from the doctor or they just diagnosed her with breast cancer. It's the sort of thing that you never think that you're going to have to no, deal with. No, Someone that's so close to you, someone in your family. Mm. Yeah. I think that everybody thinks of, you know, the husband or children or, you know, immediate parents, mm. but I don't necessarily think that your first thought is the brother and sister, but yet you've been so close and you all grew up together. Mm. Like you couldn't be any closer. Yeah. I can't even remember how I was told, but I came home and I think mum and dad touched on it. I just, I didn't look at anyone or I just raced upstairs. Did you think at that point there's treatment? Yeah, no, I, can... I didn't know what I was thinking. But... Just a battle that you yeah. knew that you were all going to have to face. Mm. So Sammy went through treatment. So she had the lumpectomy and then the mastectomy and they only took one and she kind of wanted the other one taken. But I think it was the doctor or she had to see a psychologist as well, you know, to help her, I guess, deal with everything. And someone said, no, you're young, you know, you might want reconstruction. Um, so just wait and if you still want it off in a year, then we can, you know, take the other one off. And, yeah, so after all of her treatment, um, after seeing a psychologist and, and speaking with them, she, yeah, it was pretty much like, no, no, take it. I don't want it. I don't need it. They come in a pair. I don't want reconstruction. I just want to get rid of it. What was the general feeling of the doctor's they got it all and yet they were quite happy with everything that had happened with her reaction to the chemo and then radiation and yeah they were happy that they had got it. Did she talk to you during that period about fears or yeah, feelings? She did talk about you know always having to have checkups and you know the fear of it coming back and the you fear know, of dying. Yeah the of fear course. of dying and you know the fear of not being able to have kids the fear of losing hair. Did she lose her hair around that time? Yeah. So she started chemo a couple of days after her wedding and then a week or two later um, started to lose her hair. And it would come out, you know, when she would brush it or run her fingers through it. So she got Al to shave it, you know, so it wouldn't be... Patchy? Look, yeah, it wouldn't look patchy. Mm. Um, so she shaved it and then her husband... I'm not sure if he shaved it that night, but then a week or so later, we actually had an event and I shaved my head and another girlfriend did as well. And then, yeah, Christian and all the boys, yeah, shaved theirs as well. That's a big thing. And I know, you know, cancer is, you know, shaving yeah. your head is just, just hair. Like yeah. Hair doesn't yeah. matter. But it's still a big thing for you to do. For some strange reason, when Sam and I were kids, and not, not like little, little kids, like say teenagers, we had made a promise to each other that if one of us lost our hair, for whatever reason, the other would shave it. 
And so I remember when mum and I and Al picked up Sam from one of her hospital appointments and it must have been when the doctors told her what type of chemo she was getting and the side effects and she got in the car and said, this is the chemo I'm getting and one of the side effects is losing my hair. So Ash, you're going to shave your head. And I was like, yep, okay, we made a promise, you know, that's it. So as you said, it wasn't a big deal for me because mine would grow back and I you know I was doing it for Sam I was doing it to support her and to yeah show her that I'm there with you you know Sam went into remission didn't she yeah yeah how long was that after she had had her treatment um so I think they say that the first five years are the touchy kind of years where it could come back if it's going to come back it comes back and I could be wrong on that but I'm pretty sure it's five year kind of time frame so after that five years is when she was told you're good you know she was sort of just living her life and it was sort of back to normal and then she had her little girl Arabella yeah and how was that being an auntie and an uncle for the first time it was awesome yeah it was was amazing I just remember going up to the hospital to see them straight away and it was really good how old was Arabella when Sammy got the bad news that the cancer she returned? was three months Arabella was born in the September and it was the start of December that she got the the news she was getting blood tests for the cancer checking on different levels and whatnot was it during one of those routine blood tests that they yeah. found there was something not right yeah, I'm sure they did a, a just a routine blood test and her liver level was a bit out or off. Yeah, that's when when they told us that, um, yeah, it had come back. So mum and I um, went up to the hospital to wait with Sam because she was quite anxious about the results. And we were in the little room waiting to hear from someone I'm sure it was a midwife came down and said oh the oncologist will be with you soon and then Sammy just broke down because she knew that the oncologist was the cancer oncologist and um yeah that it had returned. So you were all together when she received that news do you remember what the doctor said? She just said that the cancer had returned in Sam's liver and Sam and mum both started crying and mum just said, take my liver, take my liver, can you take mine? And um, the doctor said, no, like I can't, we, we can't do that. Um, whatever the type of cancer in the liver, it, yeah, it, it wouldn't be fixed with just a, a new liver. <laughs> the other form of recurrence is called systemic recurrence, meaning... Your cancer has reoccurred in places like your liver. Were you there that day Mm, as well? No. I was at home with my now wife and my best mate. I remember on the couch we were watching a movie or TV and Dad normally was the one who called me. And, um, yeah, we just all went silent in the room. And I think we watched that movie just in, like, you know, your sort of own brains, you know, even watching it type thing. And I remember when... Sam came home, you could hear her as soon as she got out of the car crying. And Matt just left. And um, it was pretty tough. What gets me the worst, apart from seeing Sam upset, is Mum. What were the days following that like for you guys? When Sam had cancer in her breast, we all, I guess, played certain roles and... 
I guess we were trying to do that again, trying to, you know, be positive, trying to just be her cheerleader and, you know, tell her it was all going to be okay. And we were certainly trying to do that, but at the same time, it definitely felt more, more serious. When the doctor gave Sam the news in, in the hospital, I don't know if it was mum or Sam said how long. And um, I remember the doctor then saying, oh, weeks, maybe months. We did move all back in together after that, which was awesome. So you three siblings moved into the same house with your partners? Yeah. Yep. So there were six of you? There were yep. six adults and, and Arabella. A, and a baby? Yeah. Yeah. And a dog. Yeah. And a dog, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was that time? It was awesome. It was, as much, it was, as bad as yeah, yeah. it was. I mean, I gained so much weight because, you know, Sam was just, you know, as you would, just eat whatever you wanted to. You know, we'd get cold rock quite often at a night. She had a great sense of humour, so she would often say, I've got cancer, I'm just eating this, or I'm going to die, so I'll eat this. You're not going to go on that 10k run. Well, Sam wasn't a runner, (laughs) so she was never going to do it. Anyway, but like, if you were a fitness person, like, would you, if you had two weeks, would you really go on that exhausting run, or would you sit on the couch and eat McDonald's? Yeah, I'd absolutely give up the gym membership. Yeah, yeah. We'd get takeaway probably twice over the weekend and yeah yeah it was we just tried to make it as fun and as good as it could be we had lots of fun I don't like to cry (laughs) even now I don't like to I don't like Christian to see me upset I don't like my husband to see me upset I try to be strong and I try Mm. to be as positive as I can I only saw Ash have one moment (laughs) through it all and it was after the funeral we didn't have like a funeral per se where, you know, it was more of a celebration. It was actually really good. And then we went back to Eaton's Hill Hotel and um, we were all getting pretty drunk. And that's when I saw Asha. She bawled with one of Sam's best friends. But that's the only time I've really seen Asha lose it through this whole thing. I always tried to be as positive as I could for Sam. I think we all were really, but I didn't want her to see everyone cry and be sad. Mm. You know, she knew that we were going to miss her. She knew we didn't want her to go. I just didn't want her to see us upset or me upset. It's almost like she had enough to yeah, deal with yeah, and enough going yeah. on for her to not have to worry about yes, you guys exactly. as well. Yeah. I remember her saying, oh, well, what are you going to say when people ask you if you've got a sister? And I remember mm. us looking at each other and thinking, well, I'm going to say I've got a brother and sister. Mm. Christian's going to say he's got two, two sisters. sisters. Like yeah. it was almost like she was scared that we would forget her. Mm. Um, how can you forget Sam? You mm. can't, like no one can forget her. You were all living in the house together yeah. and that was a fun time. You yeah. put on lots of weight <laughs> because you won't take away all the time. <laughs> When did she find out that the treatment wasn't going to work? She was re-diagnosed in the December and then in the February, Dad was with her when, again, the doctor said, you know, you've only got weeks or months. And then that's when Christian and I, in the March, March and April, got married to our partners. Mm. Your mum and dad explained when they came on the podcast that it was Sam's wish to see you both married. Yeah. And so you both got married and one was a surprise wedding. Yeah. And and she was able to be involved in that. Yeah. And that just kept her shining bright for a while. It definitely did. I really saw that 
So the weekend where Sam got the bad news in February was two weeks before her birthday. And then the weekend after was when Sam was told that he was going to propose to me. And I remember seeing her in that morning and she was very upset. And then that night I noticed such a change in her and it was almost like she was like, no, I'm going to be positive. I'm going to, you know, it's okay. And I'd later found out that that's when Sam, that day was when Sam found out that I was going to get proposed to when there was going to be a wedding. So it was almost like she had something to keep her going. Yeah, um, and give then, her some energy. Yeah, give her some energy and give her some hope. And then I don't know when she found out that your wedding had moved yeah, forward. I don't know as well. But, but yeah. yeah, it was, I guess, shortly after that. Mm. I guess probably after Mother's Day was when it, I noticed that she really kind of slowed down a lot. your mum and dad's episode they talked about some of the things that Sammy did for her six-month-old daughter Arabella and you helped her buy a a load of birthday cards for Arabella. Yeah so she she had a a load of birthday cards and I think there was an engagement card and a graduation card there was a few like older ones and yes Sam would just write in them and I remember I think it was for Arabella's 16th birthday maybe it was like let Annie Ash or Annie Leash, which is Christian's wife, you know, let let them give you a glass of bubbles and, you know, you're only 16, but it's okay if you have it with Annie Ash or Annie Leash. Little notes were included on each little card. Um, beautiful. Yeah. When did you notice her deteriorate after you both got married? It was probably after Mother's Day for me. She wanted to get to Mother's Day and it was five or six months that she'd been receiving treatment and dealing with everything so that's what sticks in my head mother's day and then she kind of slowed down a lot the weekend before she went into palliative care and she walked through the front door and she was crying and she I just can't do this anymore I you know I'm tired and I'm I'm over it I'm over it and then um, she was due to have chemo the Monday or the Tuesday but they decided to not do the chemo that week that night she went into hospital that Wednesday, um, which was mum's birthday, they, she went into palliative care. Christian and I, I guess, probably even with mum and dad, don't talk about the sad things a lot mm. because it is too sad. Mm. Yeah. You all took turns in staying at the hospital with her yeah. in palliative mm, care? Not me. Just, I didn't stay overnight, but Asher and mum. Yeah, and... me and mum and Al did. She just didn't want to be alone at night, so it was, you know, nothing for us to sleep on the little fold-out couch. How long was she in palliative care for? Five weeks. So the day that she passed away, who was there? Al had actually just gone home because he had slept over that night, so Mum took over from Al. Dad and I showed up about lunchtime. I walked through, like, her door and they were changing her bed, so I just went, yep, love you, sis, and walked out to the courtyard where mum and dad were and then I rushed off to the bathroom and then when I came back mum and dad weren't in the garden courtyard and I went into her room and yeah they'd said that she just passed. Lots of people say that when loved ones pass away they wait for you to leave the room yeah. before they pass. Do you yeah. think that that was she didn't want I do. you to see her? Yeah she had said that she said that she didn't want to die at home like in our house and yeah, she didn't want to die in front of anyone. So yeah, I, I think she she waited. That's what she wanted. Yep. Dad called me and let me know, and yeah, I just drove straight there. 
And you got to sit around yeah. with her for a while. Yep. Sammy's daughter, Arabella, you are still very close with. Yeah. Yep. And Sammy's husband, Alex, yep. will come to family events and yep. things yep. with you guys. Yeah. Now, you've both got two children each. I do. I have two daughters. I've got one with another one due on 24th of August. Sam made us promise that, you know, we'd always look after Al and Arabella, so... Does yeah. Arabella remind you of Sammy? Not looks-wise. Not looks-wise, but certain traits. Yeah. She's very careful, you know, yeah, cautious. And, yeah, there's little things like that where yeah. you're like, oh, there's a semi trait. Yeah. Do you talk to Arabella about Sam? We do mention her mummy. I'll certainly make comments. Yeah. You know, about there's something that she's doing. I'd be like, oh, your mum was very good at that, or you know, like, yeah, yeah. You know, you should play netball like your mum. So yeah, I do like to bring her up. She's four now. Yeah. yeah. Do you think you got to say everything to Sam that you wanted her to know? Yeah. We were pretty lucky that we did live with Sam. So we told her all the time, I love you, and how much she was the best sister and, yeah, how fun she is, how mm. amazing, how how do you summarise, mm. you know, how you feel. Like, you can't. Sam's husband, Alex, has met a new girl. Yeah. And they're expecting a baby together. They've had a baby. They had a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How were you about that relationship, first of all? She's great. Like, yeah. No question about that. She's awesome. But you're naturally going to be funny. Um, or will I, you know, I am. But look, Al's happy. And know. that's the main thing. Correct. And There's you know. a natural protective yeah. Yeah. instinct yeah. towards your sister. Yeah. yeah. But I've heard that she is great with Arabella. She is. Mm. Yeah. Arabella loves her. Besides Al being happy, Arabella's happiness is the main thing. It's totally changed my perspective on a lot of things, you know, like, yeah. you know, you just don't yeah. get worried about, yeah. you know, certain shit, you know, so just making sure you always tell, you know, the people that you love, that you love them and, you know, you shouldn't let little things get in the way of relationships, you know, with people that should matter. So there's some things where it's changed me for the good. If you had a bad day at work, it really doesn't mean anything. You, you know? don't sweat the small stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This sounds awful as well, but like my nana, who I love. I won't be sad when she passes away. She's 93, so yeah. she's, she's lived a good... Yeah, but it just but, like... But yeah. 93? Yeah. yeah. So instead of it being a sad thing, it's, wow, aren't you lucky yeah. that you yeah. had exactly. such exactly. a long exactly. life? Exactly. But I don't know yeah. where that stops. Like, I'm two years older now than Sam was when she passed away. So in a way, I'm always, you know, grateful that I've got two extra years than she did. Um, grateful and lucky, I guess. Yeah. How are you going to remember Sam? Oh, it's a tough one. She is the the best, the best sister, yeah. the best person. Like this is weird what I'm about to say, but you could be at the convention center and have like a stand with Oprah, Michael Jordan, and then one with Sam and like people would walk away with memories of Sam. She was just that sort of person. I've obviously chatted to your mum and your dad and I've chatted to you guys today and I can just see that Sam was just such a loved, popular, shining star. Yeah. And she'd be very proud of you for sharing your story or her story. Yeah. Thank you so much for chatting to me today. You're welcome. You're welcome. These stories really help people. Thank you. Thanks. There's some stains on your photos.